and welcome to the Off Off Menu Podcast Podcast. How are you all doing? Good. And I'm here with I'm here with John, the other host of the podcast. How are you doing, John? Hello, yeah, I'm good. I've never really considered myself a host. It's a host of a podcast. It's it's quite an exciting thing, isn't it, really? Yeah. Put it on your CV. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I'm I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, another lockdown weekend for us here yeah. in in the UK. So, you know, not much to do. Um, but no, no, getting by, getting by. Yourself, Dan? Yeah. How are you? Okay, I quite like this. Um, the fact that we've said hello to each other already, but we're doing the podcast thing of pretending that we're speaking to each other for the first time as yeah. soon as we start recording. That's quite fun. Yeah, like um, the video starts and we instantly go, hello! <laughs> but, um, I'm okay since we had a chat about a minute ago. <laughs> Nothing's changed since then, really, for me. Good, good. I won't ask what's new then. <laughs> I've uh, started doing episode five of this podcast. Yes. That's new. Yes, that exciting. is new. That is exciting. Yeah. That is exciting. And this week it's Ashling B that we're going to... It is. I was quite excited about doing this one, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, I said in the last episode, this is the first one that I kind of remember um, yeah. listening to and kind of going, oh, that's that's quite a good menu and good ideas. So, no, it would be uh, uh, nice to talk through it a little bit. Yeah, I think it's like one of the fan favourites, probably. There's some good good yeah. bits in it. There's a good yeah, uh, yeah. rapport mm-hmm. between everyone involved. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a classic, one of the classic episodes. Yeah, so, yeah. And yeah. this one's um, famous for um, James being an hour late. Yeah. Um, I can only um, uh, um, acknowledge that by, because we were meant to do a recording on Thursday, but I cancelled that, so I'm about four days late. Yeah, and you're um, also 15 minutes late to the agreed time. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was <laughs> for 15 today. minutes late, yeah. <laughs> So, Is that because you were getting hammered somewhere? Yeah, yeah. No, I just overslept. <laughs> yeah, that's all right then. Yeah, that's okay. Um, do we need to start with food news? Yes, let's start with food news. Food news. Yum yum yum. Food news. I've actually done some uh, proper food news research this week because um, I haven't eaten anything interesting but um i've got a couple of bits of food news um first bit did you know that disney have started selling a new snack for their resorts <laughs> yeah what's that it is a grilled cheese donut it's right. a this is something they started last week it's a two glazed donuts filled with what looks like craft cheese slices okay that's a grilled on a grill obviously and uh sure uh, that's uh, that's the new snack that all the Disney kids are into. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. W- would you try that? No, it looks horrible. <laughs> it looks disgusting. Yeah. Um, it's it does like it, 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 uh, the cheese looks disgusting. I mean, a grilled mm-hmm. donut's probably okay. It's like just having a, a hot donut, maybe a bit toasted. But yeah, it's it's like it it looked horrible. And you know when oh, okay. they do cheese toasties and they kind of pull it apart and it's all yeah. you show all the horrible stringy bits. So it was like yeah, that yeah. as well. Oh, I thought okay. that's probably. I imagine James would hate that because it's 
taking a nice pudding and adding cheese to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, there's, um, I guess it's kind of in the same, on the same idea of the, the kind of the donut burgers that you can get, um, where instead of a, a, a brioche bun, you have like a Krispy Kreme glazed donut as, as the, the bun. I don't know if it's ever come up on the podcast or anything, but I've never tried one of, I've, I've known people that have had it and have had the option to try one, but I've just thought, oh, I just don't get it. It might be all right that, but I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. It's a big risk if you go to a restaurant and ask for that, and it's horrible. You'd have to just, I don't know, mm. just eat it separately. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't appeal to me particularly, but then if if it's on a menu, then some people must like it. Must be something to it. Yeah, I think the only I think the only thing to do is it would be to um to do it at home. You know, get yourself a oh, couple yeah. of Krispy Kremes and do it at home and save the money and, you know, that's the best way to find out, maybe. But that's some good food news. I might do that. Do you want to hear yeah. my second bit of food news as well? Yes, please. Um, a taco company and a beer company have teamed together to create a beer made of tacos. A beer made of tacos. Right, okay. Uh, <laughs> and as, as an extra bit of information, they used 400 pounds of tortilla chips. A beer made out of tacos. I'm just trying to picture that. That's quite a, a difficult thing to get in your head. <laughs> Do you think they're using that instead of uh, grain? like? Yeah. Or they're yeah. just putting it in? It's like we went to a local brewery near us and they talked about um, they did a gingerbread beer and mm-hmm. they literally just threw a load of Jamaican ginger cake in, the, uh, in with the beer while it was brewing. Yeah, yeah. And apparently that worked, but so I don't know if they've done the same here. Yeah. But, uh, I can't imagine there's much point to doing that. I wouldn't say tortilla, like tacos, would be the best f- flavour of beer. I'd maybe try, like, crisps. Crisps. Yeah, if you put a load of, yeah, a load of crisps into some beer and, and then, you know, have some crisp beer. Because crisps yeah. is a natural snack to, to beer. So, you know, combine the two. It is in this country, but in America, they don't have crisps, do they? No. no. They have chips. What? And, and tortillas. But we have chips, Dan. <laughs> we're not going to get to this. You should know if you're hosting a <laughs> food podcast. You should know. We've been to America. You know the score. Yeah, yeah. If any American listeners... Do we have any American listeners? I can't remember if we'd seen that on the... Uh, um, I think there's... The yeah, I think there is, and I think there's Canadian as well, so... Okay, you know, well, if hello. you're from America listening to this, then you're wrong. Uh, you, you're welcome to listen to the podcast. Welcome. Yeah, nice welcome, you. but you're wrong, but, you know, <laughs> hi. And I hope you'll stay around and listen to us and learn how to do food properly. Yes. We should do, yes. like, an American episode. Well, we probably will when we get to the American guests, won't we? I'm sure we will, yeah. Yeah. Don't you worry, Dan, that will happen. I like the new spin that you've put on it. It's actual food news. So while in the first kind of couple of weeks of it, it was just us scraping together food that we've eaten. Yep. yep. Um, which I, I will continue at least for this week, and then maybe next week I will I will join the the actual news train and offer some real insight. But um, my food news for this week is um, I had a very delicious 
um, I think it is a peanut bang bang chicken wrap from M and S. All right, yeah. Um, they have like some some Marks and Spencers is now have a fresh deli counter where you can get all sorts of sandwiches and salads and stuff. Oh. And so I, we've we've had a few of them now, and they are pretty good. They're quite expensive, but I'd say they're probably just about worth it. But this wrap that I had was pretty tasty. What's what's the bang bang element? I don't know. It's just like chicken satay. It's spicy. Fairly spicy, yeah, yeah. There was okay. quite a lot of spice, but it was it was like um, it was filled. It was a big fat wrap. Okay. Um, so yeah, that was good. That was good. That was my food news. So uh, the secret ingredient for this week was um, uh, cloves, Dan. Not cloves. Yeah. Cloves. Yeah. Um, cloves, cloves, cloves. Um, yeah. Your thoughts on cloves? Good secret ingredient. I, th- I agree with the fact that if you bite on one, it's like the mm. worst thing in the world. Yeah. Um, like we um, quite often do like uh, biryanis, which are from a pack, and they have like cloves and cardamom pods in. And if mm-hmm. if uh, if I get one in my wife's. Um, bowl of biryani and she chews down on one she like really isn't happy yeah yeah um yeah yeah I, I get it but um I think it does add something though if, if you didn't have the cloves in there then I don't think it'd be the same yeah I I think cloves is a really good flavour um it definitely offers something I don't get why the pod goes in like the actual kind of is it the seed or whatever it is uh, um, yeah. when everything else is like a powder and or a paste or something cloves for some reason still has to be a physical thing that gets dropped in and you have to remember to take it out um which is difficult you know you have to do a bit of digging sometimes to find yeah. those cloves you can get ground cloves though right can't you i suppose you can you can get ground cardamom yeah yeah yeah, That's I'm the same sure. You, sort of deal. I'm sure you can get ground cloves. In which case, that would be the perfect solution to um, to you know that secret ingredient. Yeah, I'm sure that maybe it's more expensive because someone's got to grind them. But um, mm. yeah, there must be. Uh, you can get clove oil as well. You meant to have that if you got bad teeth. Right, it's toothache, clove oil. Oh, okay. Okay. So but, uh, maybe it's not as nice as actual clove or cloves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I I don't think it's too bad. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's fine. So so this week we had our first um, dietary um, requirement. Um, Ashling B is a pescatarian. Oh, yeah. So uh, uh, this is the first one. We, uh, you know, it was bound to happen. We're going to get vegans. We're going to get fruitarians, probably. And mm. this is our first pescatarian. Um, so, is that okay with you, Dan? Are you okay with pescatarians? Uh, I don't really see the point in them. Mm. Uh, I'm sure it's been said elsewhere that I don't understand why it's okay to eat fish and not like animals that have legs. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. It's a weird thing that pescatarians will eat an animal as long as it doesn't have legs. 
Yeah, especially when you hear Ashling talk about some of her choices as well, because the way she talks about them is so like passionately. Yeah, and it's still it's still like a fish. It's still you know a, a living thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if the, if it was the other way around, it's a thing where you just eat things that do have legs and not fish. Yeah, probably. I'd, I'd probably be that. So I mean, fish have feelings, don't they? So if you if you kill a fish, surely it's mm. worse catching a fish and like making it drown on oxygen mm-hmm. rather than getting a cow and shooting it in the head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We're going down a wormhole of uh, what moral, moral ethics, really, aren't we? And, and, I suppose and, so. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think most seafood is. So I mean, it's like seventy-five percent disgusting. I would say. Mm. Most, most yeah, seafood, I'm not a big so. seafood eater. No. Yeah, so I don't know. Anyway, yeah, dietary requirements. That's it's not a bad one to have so far. I'd, I'd mm. much rather have a pescatarian round to dinner rather than a vegan. I think so too. Yeah. Put it that yeah. way. So. So uh, for water, Ashling chose uh, still tap water um, that's filtered, filtered tap water. Yeah. Um, now she spoke about she's got a a, a filtered tap in her house mm. where she lives and that is that sounds amazing um i don't know if you tried much london tap water but it isn't great no i'm not a big fan of london and we had a big um filter what is it what's the brand brita filter brita. we had a yeah we had a brita filter that would that would use but it was just a lot of faff because you'd have to fill it up from the tap then put that in the fridge and takes forever to filter through and it's just it's just a bit of a pain mm. to use so something that is straight from the you know the, an actual tap with filtered water that's a really good idea I, I i could definitely have one of them i think i don't remember you having a brita filter when we came to visit did you just give us dirty water yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's we did fair enough fair enough <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's one of them. It's it's one of those things that a lot of people get and then just get fed up with using. Yeah, we've got one uh, now because uh, uh, in the summer we want to have something you can put in the fridge to cool, mm. and um, we, we fancied the idea of having a go with that, the the, fil- mm-hmm. the Brita filter, and it is quite good. Um, mm. I, I once you've had it, it's, it's difficult to go back. Like I had a, a drink of water the other day um, without thinking, and it just tasted really chlorine-y and horrible. Yeah, um, yeah. So you become reliant on it. In yeah. A way, but yeah, yeah. That's all right. What do you think about the cooker? The cooker taps. Those ones that do the the the, uh, the boiling water mm. and all that. I think yeah. Again, it's a, I I really like them. A bit dangerous. You yeah. Know, you're dicing with death a little bit more. You can, and probably will burn yourself on it occasionally, but. Just anything that kind of speeds up that little process of heat and water. I know it's kind of a bit silly because it's only a kettle, but I just quite like that that's possible now. Yeah, I think um, we. Should, I quite like them, and I feel like I should have got one when we did our kitchen. Hmm. But um, it's too cheap, 
Too cheap. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been good. Maybe one day, Dan. Maybe one day. If the yeah. podcast kicks off and we'll uh, yeah. get a sponsor. If by the way, if Quaker are listening and they want to sponsor us, <laughs> we'll uh we'll have a tap each. Thank you very much. Yes, please. Thank you very much. Yeah. She did a good advert for Quokka. I was going to say we could try and do our own advert, but Ashling's advert was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, if anything else ever comes up, you know, up through these episodes, I'm happy to yeah. to throw together a little advert. Yeah. Um, yeah, no problem. Papadoms or bread? Papadoms or bread. Um, Ashling chose sourdough roll. Um, with butter. This is the first mention of Kerrygold butter. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so that was that was pretty much it. it. Was just kind of talking about that quite a bit. Um, your thoughts on Kerrygold? I don't, I don't really see what the difference is between Kerrygold and you know Asda butter. Yeah. Is it much different? Is it much better? I honestly couldn't tell you. And and yeah, there's there's a few brands now of butter and. I would always just go for the kind of the cheapest one. Yeah, I, I would. I'd, I'd quite like to do a taste test actually and try Lure Pack and the Kerrygolds and all the other ones because like butter can get quite expensive as well. Yeah. Um, so I'd quite like to try them and just kind of see if it does actually make a difference. Yeah, maybe. I'm sure it probably is, but I don't know. There's I think there's that the Irish thing is the loyalty to Irish yeah. brands, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's alright. Sourdough is good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think you know this is the first time I've actually gone. No, that's that's pretty spot on as a choice. You know, yeah, it's simple. It's kind of you know, sourdough bread. I've really got into, and it's become quite fashionable over here the last few years. I think. Yeah. Um, we we have a history of sourdough dating back to a trip to California. Yep. Where we went to, uh, went to what was the name of the the sourdough company? Do you Boudin, remember? was it Boudin? Boudin? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that. She doesn't specify what type of sourdough it is, and some of it, like, because they started doing it in the supermarkets here, and it was awful. It was just didn't taste like mm-hmm. sourdough at all, and it's just like, well, what's mm. the point? It needs to have that tanginess to it, and that that one from San Francisco yeah. definitely did, and that probably be that. I mean. We're probably getting into, you know, talking about what we'd have on our menus on this, but this that's probably one of my um, options for bread choice. Mm-hmm. Sourdough yeah. from San Francisco Airport, mm-hmm. which is where we yeah. last had that. Yeah, um, yeah. It's pretty good, though. But yeah, 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 I thought it's good. Yeah, I like that. Um, I've done sourdough as well. Have you done sourdough at home? Yeah, we've made sourdough, yeah. That's been like a big yeah. lockdown thing, people trying to do that. Oh, I've, I've got some mm-hmm. of your sourdough as well. Yeah, you've got... Um, is it Kevin? Yeah. Kevin? Yeah, Kevin. Yeah. yeah. So we, me, me and um, Amy went and did a, uh, a day course at Bread Ahead in London, and we made sourdough, and uh, there they gave us our own starter. So we, we um, put it in a kilner and um, with us... Um, emigrating last year for a short period we gave the starter to you mm. to protect and to grow and is it still frozen is it still alright it's in hibernation still I might get it out soon actually 
Um, yeah, make some sourdough. That might be quite good. So mm. that, that that's that starters. I think how old's that going to be? Eight years now. Yeah. Eight and a half years, maybe. So. Do you remember how old the one, the San Francisco one, was? <laughs> Wasn't it a hundred and forty or something? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And our uncle, who lives in California, told us the story that when they moved factory, that um, it got transported. <laughs> With a heavy duty tank that was kind of um, <laughs> followed by the army or something yeah, ridiculous, that's right, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> if you listen, to Uncle Raj, then uh, miss you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if if he is listening, I'd love to love to get him on and retell the story because you know it's a bit hazy and that would be great. Was it James that mentioned the caramelized butter with pork scratchings in it? Oh yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, that I've not had anything like that. Good. I mean, I'd be up yes, there please. doing all that kind of thing, definitely. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Like, supermarket butter is like, they've never really ventured, they've never really played with that, have they? No. Like, in the you know, it's still just you get your traditional butter. Like, you don't even get like a garlic butter. And that's, you know, that's quite a, a simple thing to do. Like, I've had to make garlic butter before because it doesn't really exist. And it's so easy to do, but that's kind of a, a market that hasn't really been tapped. Yeah, I reckon if you went to somewhere posh, though, like Waitrose, maybe they might have uh, yeah, maybe. garlic butter there off the shelf. Yeah. I think I've seen, like, you know, um, or maybe not. Maybe I have seen, like, flavoured butters somewhere, like chilli butters as well, but I've not seen pork mm. scratching butter. That's... that's that's a revelation, surely. So, Ashling chose calamari rings um, with an uh, aioli? Aioli. Yeah, alioli. Uh, alioli <laughs> um, dip. Uh, they were salt and pepper calamari rings. Did she not choose the young coconut? No, she mentioned that. She mentioned the coconut, oh. but I don't think she chose it in the end. I think I got carried away with that because of the song, but also because I think that sounds a lot nicer than calamari. Yeah, yeah, it was an it was an honourable munching. Um, well, let's do the let's do the coconut um, munching first because okay. that was coconut skin. Um, young coconut. Um, co- young coconut. Sorry, has to be young <laughs> uh, from. A restaurant called Cafe Gratitude. Yep. Yeah, sounds good. Which sounds it sounds amazing. <laughs> it sounds like I don't know if like it's kind of it could either go one of two ways because you know it you could get quite annoyed quite quickly, but just having that kind of really eccentric kind of happiness in yeah. a restaurant and getting asked questions um, like. Um, what what brings you joy, Dan? What brings you joy? I don't know. It's it's, a, uh, it's just a bit weird. I think. Yeah. I think I'd be put on the spot, and even if they told me beforehand that I'd be like, well, it's none of your business, frankly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'd I'd really have to think about it before I even went into that kind yeah. of restaurant. And plus, the other thing is as well, we're we're recording this in January twenty twenty one. Where even the thought of going into a restaurant seems like the most incredible thing right yeah. now. So if I got asked in a restaurant, if I had to imagine myself in a restaurant getting asked what 
brings you joy. I'd have to say just being in a restaurant. Just being here and being just alive. Just being here. And yeah. presumably yeah. not going to get coronavirus because of whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So um, that would be my sincere answer, maybe. I look, did you look it up at all, the uh, the restaurant and the dish? No, I didn't, no. I did, because I was kind of... Because even though I listened to it before, the podcast and all that, but like, going back, mm. I realised that I quite fancied the idea of young coconut calamari, so I kind of looked it up, and it did mm-hmm. look good. And it's like, <clears throat> yeah. it's Thai coconut. It's like a, it's a specific type of coconut. It's not just like okay. from your supermarket. Um, mm-hmm. They look like sweet potatoes, kind of a bit longer. Okay. And um, I mean, I think it sounds good though. I, I, I don't get the fuss about calamari. No, um, um, I'm not a big calamari fan. I'll eat it. It's kind of the texture, and even when Ashling described it, it was like the rubbery, rubberiness and yeah. the toughness that she likes. I just don't like it. Yeah. And there's not even much of a taste either. No, it's like an, a, a really rubbery onion ring. I mean, I've had decent calamari where it's quite soft and um, it's a bit more palatable. But I've had it most mm. most of the times I've had it has been properly rubbery, really chewy. So you get all the mm. lovely crunchy batter off it, and then you just kind of chew in a bit of like fishy rubber. Yeah, and yeah. it's just I'd rather have young coconut, thanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would. Um, I'd also have have the young coconut for sure. That's right. I mean, all, all in all, I'd rather have a an onion ring than. Yeah. Oh no. Calamari totally. or young coconut, just any day. Classic. Yeah. 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 Why um, mess around? Yeah. You can get um. Also, I've I've had onion ring, like onion bhaji onion rings. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good. Are they any good? Yeah. It's just like an onion ring, but an onion bhaji. It's uh, it's brilliant. Mm. I'd go for that. Yeah. I'd give it a go. Um, so main course. Yeah. Um, it was lobster, lobster from Burger and Lobster. Mm. Um, with a side of chips. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Well, have you tried? I think you said in an earlier podcast you've you've recently tried lobster, um, in a mac and cheese. Yeah. And that was your first. Yeah. That taste was the first it. time. What I'd... were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I quite like it. Yeah. 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 But I mean, it's one of those where I'd never tried it before because it's quite expensive, and mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of like admin to getting the mm-hmm. getting the meat out, and I think yeah. Oh, I, I could try it at home because you get you can get it quite cheap now to take do at home, can't you? But I just worry about mm-hmm. getting shell all over the place and like because I think I've seen them on the telly they use like hammers and like chisels and stuff mm-hmm. to get get the meat out and. Maybe it's because it's so yeah. good it's hidden away, but uh, I think I just need someone to um, de-glove, de-glove the uh, lobster so we can get the delicious meat underneath. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think, like, yeah, because we talked about going to Burger and Lobster, um, mm-hmm. but I, I think that was before we really knew we liked lobster, and now we can't yeah. go. Although it did yeah, look, actually, yeah. it did look, I think they're doing, like, home delivery boxes. At this time, okay. So, uh, shout out to Burger and Lobster. 
if you want to get yeah. some burger and lobster then go to their website also if they're listening then feel free to send us for that little advert yeah 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 um, one lobster two lobsters please one each yeah their lobster roll looks nice yeah it does it does and i think i'm kind of in the same boat as you like i'd i'd always wanted to try lobster but mm. it is just the cost of it yeah i don't want to buy something that's you know so expensive in case i don't like it and i think the problem with burger and lobster was um when i looked at it it was about like over 30 pound yeah just for a lobster and it and you kind of go oh that's just quite a lot of money like if it had still been twenty pounds as it was when Ashling went, I'd definitely try mm. it. I'd definitely go there and give it a go. But because of it being, you know, a lot more, you kind of go, it's not worth the risk. But we did um, manage to try it um, um, when I was out in Dubai mm. a couple of years ago. We went to a brunch there, so they have these huge um, posh brunches that you can go to. So we went to one of them, and they just had all sorts of incredible food. And we tried the lobster there, and it was so good. Mm. Um, we found the claw was tastier meat. Okay. Um, which I don't know if that's the posher part or the poorer part, but that was the bit that I thought was like really good. Um, mm. And I think those kind of you know you pay, I think we paid maybe a hundred pounds per person for this um, this brunch, but you get all your drinks included okay. and. The food is just so good, um, and I think that, I think there's places in London and maybe Manchester now that do similar things. Mm. Um, so definitely worth a go. You know, if it's an occasion, then definitely worth giving it a go. But I really like the lobster, and it would maybe make me a bit more interested in buying a cheap one from a supermarket mm. and just seeing if I can do anything with that. Yeah, maybe we should do that. Give that a try, and that could be part of future food news. We can say we finally got yes. the lobster. But, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I quite like the look. Looking back at the burger and lobster, it did look like somewhere I wanted to go. So, mm-hmm. um, that's quite good. Yeah, they uh, they do prawns as well. So I don't know whether they should they should change the name to burger, lobster, and prawns. But um, do they do chips? I think so. Well, there you go. They do um, a good brunch menu by the look of it. Okay. You get a taster of different things. Um, yeah, yeah. Including. Oh, they do croquettes. So we're doing a big shout out for Bergman. They really should sponsor us and send us some stuff with all this free publicity. <laughs> I mean, there's literally tens of just people go, listening to this podcast. Just, just, just going through the entire menu. It's, let me just say Bergman Lobster, second to none. It's, it's the best lobster and yeah. burger restaurant that I know of. <laughs> and I host a podcast, yeah, yeah. a food podcast, and. Therefore, they should send me free stuff. Thank you. Yeah, we know. We know about these things. <laughs> we do. Yeah, we don't do this with a lack of knowledge. Nope. We we know what's the best out there. Do you think are they lobsters from Burger and Lobster from the Thames? Um. Yeah, and so are the cows. Excellent. So it's locally sourced as well. Don't get much better than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> If you work there, let us know. Get in touch. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yes, please. I mean, even with like she said about putting all the Kerrygold on the lobster, that just sounds delicious as well. Just oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. I mean, anything with butter on it is pretty decent. But yeah, I, 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 I think it's having having known chefs and they're basically 
to make any food really delicious is just loads of salt and pepper and loads of butter and that's mm. it and that's what makes food delicious yeah. and just oh, a lobster like lobster meat covered in butter mm. on a roll oh my god yeah mate that would be amazing I'm gonna get a lobster that would now be amazing I'm gonna go out into Coventry Canal try and get a lobster I'm that hungry yeah I'll go head over to the Mersey um, I was gonna ask about um, could because they talk about samples a little bit mm-hmm. um, and like little bites and stuff like that and we have the yeah. old he was part of the crew with young coconut and big gulp but um <laughs> I was going to ask a question. Could you be friends with someone who doesn't love a sample? Um, I, 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 I'm a huge fan of samples, mm. and I think you know we've been to food festivals and shows, and we have made a real big fuss of getting those free samples. So I couldn't be friends with someone who would turn their nose no. at one a sample, and then two someone who wants a sample because part of the joy of you know how the uh, the possibility of samples is like trying new things now i will say there's there's a, when you're at an ice cream shop and you're asking for samples of like various there's a curbium enthusiasm yep. episode on it yep. and it's and it's totally true <laughs> and i've been with people that, who have tried like various samples just go just pick one like yeah when it's something like that you you okay have one but come on it's ice cream you know what it's going to taste like. Yeah. Um, so on those kind of circumstances, definitely get get out the way, have your free one, and just get what you know. Just sort yourself out. Yeah, I think there's like a certain etiquette where, like, if it's like a a shop or a supermarket, mm-hmm. like I've been at the cheese counter at the supermarket and people are asking for samples of cheese, and it's just like just buy the. Fuck cheese stop messing around yeah, get yeah. your cheese oh can I try that one it's like no that's not the time or place for that and equally at an ice cream shop okay it's like oh I wonder what that one tastes like I'll have to taste a little bit but it's a hot day people yeah. are queuing up for ice cream I think we've been on yeah, like yeah. together when it's happened and it was like a really hot day they had like the the uh, the heater from the ice cream fridge was like kicking out heat we were stood in this shop and this so idiot warm, yeah. was just testing all the different flavors, which I think is not on. But yeah. if you were at like a uh, a food fair where they're trying to sell you a product, um, and they've got like samples on the counter for you to have a little pick at, then mm-hmm. I think that's fair game mm-hmm. to go all out. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think there's there's two sides. There's two ways of looking at it. Being in the ice cream shop, you're already there. You're inside the ice cream. Of course, you're going to buy an ice cream. It doesn't matter which one it's going to be. You're going to buy an ice cream. So don't even like you know. And you know what you you like ice cream as ice cream. Like and just 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 get one. Just don't don't mess around tasting them. And I agree. The difference is when you're at a food show and they're trying to sell you something and you're you're a passing potential customer of course yeah. we're going to try the 75 year old whiskey yep or well, of course i'm going to go round three <laughs> times and have another scone yeah because you know you're you're giving them away yep. of course i'm going to have like a a a load of yogurt just cuz you want me to try some yogurt yep absolutely um and and i think the only i think the only time when i would call myself a hypocrite is when you're at those cheese stands 
and of course I'm going to buy a load of cheese, but I'm going to try them all yeah, as well absolutely. because you know it's all there. Yeah. yeah, and then you get some great samples at cheese places as well because they generally just chop up a big old lump of cheese and give it give it out, yeah. like put it out there, and you've you're fair game to put your hands all over it. Which again, this is probably going to change coming out of COVID, but yeah. I don't know. I think it it angers me when you go to one of those places and the samples are kind of rationed. Mm-hmm. Like we went, to, we've been to the Good Food Show a couple of times, and one of the uh, main culprits for this, I would say, and I don't mind saying it publicly, is Joe and Seth's popcorn. They are <laughs> tight-fisted. I mean, how much does it cost to make a pop a popcorn kernel? But they, yeah, if you say, like, yeah. "Oh, can I try the salted caramel one?" Yeah, you can try one of them. They reach in with a little pincer thing, get one single popcorn out, one? and they put it in your hand. And then, no. Then you have that, and then you. So can I try another one? And like, no, it's just one per customer. No. Cheapskates. That's bad, isn't Awful. it? Awful. Because the, the thing with Joe and Seth's as well, like one of their little bags, of Joe and Seth's is about a fiver. Yeah. Which is like you know I know it's nice, but it's like really pricey. Yeah. So at least at least when you're offering samples, I just give us like a little cupful. We're not asking for much, like one kernel. Yeah. No way. It's like it's popcorn. I mean, if if you go to Hotel Chocolat, mm. they give you a, a sample on entrance, which I think is fair enough, and that's quite. Oh, thanks yeah. very much, because you don't normally yeah. you don't get to Thornton's and get a free sample, and that's kind of posh chocolate, but it's popcorn. And then unless yeah. Yeah. someone is physically painting the flavouring onto each kern, like each piece of popcorn, <laughs> then I'd see no reason why it's that expensive and why they can't give more than one popcorn out as a sample yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that is i I'm, I'm glad that you've you've mentioned them by name because i think they need to be calling them out accountable for yeah yeah I'll that is go further and say i hope that they go under during this time <laughs> <laughs> if if joe and seth's want to sponsor us <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Then um, get in touch. <laughs> I think they. I, I see no reason why they wouldn't after that. <laughs> no, no. No. Absolutely. Um, what's the best sample you've ever had? <sighs> the best like sample. Phoebe sample. I think the the Snowdonia Cheese Company do really good samples, and they're pretty generous with their portionings. Mm. Like you, you can go to their stand, and we um, went to the Manchester Christmas markets. Was it two years ago now? I suppose yeah. it was. And we went to their stall, and they were given like huge chunks of cheese away as samples, and like you could happily walk away from there pretty full. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd I'd go for for the Snowdonia Cheese Company mm. f- on that. I reckon. What about you, Dan? Anything? Um... When we went to like a good food show, they always had Mrs. Crimble's stand, which is like gluten-free sort of biscuits, mm. and they're like macaroons and stuff like that. But they're just little biscuits, mm. and they just have a big old trough of them, and that was always amazing. Mm. Um, just going and trying a load of them. But I think probably like mm. like when you're going, sort of try some of the the spirits. I think that's always a good sample, isn't mm. it? 
Um, yeah, yeah. I think we we were at that. Um, we went to Country File and we tried. Is that a fifteen-year-old whiskey? We tried all we of tried them. Tried all of them. Tried, that was a pretty good day. As some we point. tried. We tried the like the ten, the fifteen, and it was the twenty-five. Oh yeah, it was yeah. Just so you know, just because it was, I think it was about a hundred pounds at least yep. for the twenty-five year, and you just go, well, we've got to try yep. it. And you know what, Joe and Seth, and we did. they freely gave it to us without begrudging. Even though you did some prime acting of like, oh, I think, oh, yeah, I'll give a think, I'll come back. You know? <laughs> the classic, I'll come yeah. back, yeah. Yeah, I'm just yeah. going to have a wander around, but yeah, it's like so. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good, I think, as well. And it was like um, those places where they do like sausages, different sausages, and you can have a little sausage sample. That's always pretty little, good. Yeah, a little on a stick. Yeah, yeah I like that Actually, too. Actually, like we that. went to at the Good Food Show again. They'd done, um, I've had the Jamaican pasties. They were yeah. there one year and they were given like, their samples were pretty much, here's half a pasty. Wow, that's and good. And they are good pasties as well. So, yeah, yeah. that was a pretty yeah. good sample. So a side dish is... Um, um, creamy mash uh-huh. with Kerrygold butter mm. and specifically um, Queen Spuds with milk and salt. Mm. Yeah. Um, which is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I do like my mash and I think that's a good way to do it. I'll, I think my mash recipe, and I'll challenge the mash king on this because uh, it's the first time that we hear James talk about his experiences the yeah. mash king and it was quite nice to hear him um his live thoughts kind of remembering that he was called the mash yeah. king yeah i thought that was quite exciting yeah so how do you make um, one but but for my perfect mash i would add garlic powder oh okay yeah do you thought i don't because i don't i like a garlic mash but i don't know if it goes with every um every dish no, it doesn't. This, not always. In the same way, a mustard it, mash doesn't it, always fit. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. It's not always the best thing, but um, just a little sprinkling of garlic powder. So it does go pretty well so, with you know with your classic sausage and mash. So or it's potatoes, milk. Is it milk? Mhm. Garlic yeah. powder. Any butter? Yeah. Butter as well. Uh, loads, loads of, of butter. butter. Yeah. 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 I thought that's pretty solid. I mean, I do pretty much the same part with. I don't do the garlic powder normally. Um, do you ever like? Have you ever had? I don't know. You must have done. I probably have as well. But you know that those potato mm-hmm. ricers that they use mm-hmm. for making yeah. mash. Have you ever had a go at one of them or knowingly had riced mm. potato mash? No, I haven't. No, no, no. Have you? No, I don't. I, I can't, I've thought a few times about whether to get one or not because I do like mash but then I don't know if it's necessary yeah. if you cook the potatoes properly then you know I don't think if you... you don't need a rice though you just need a good mash yeah but these are more like, like master chef and all that kind of stuff don't really rice the potatoes but you just need mm-hmm. a bit of elbow yeah. yeah you know a bit of uh, strength yeah. behind you but um yeah, don't be messing around with mash. You know, it's, it's pretty good as it is. Yeah, how much butter do you use 
in your mash? I've I try and be really generous mm. because I think, as I said earlier, like butter is the key ingredient to t- deliciousness, and the more butter in mm. mash, the tastier it is. I always remember Heston, off of Heston Blumenthal. He did, he did mm. uh, his perfect mash, and I looked it up because I was trying to remember. There was so much butter in, but his recipe is like a kilo of potatoes then 300 grams of butter so that's like yeah third is it a third pretty much of the yeah, content yeah. yeah or a quarter i'm not good at maths yeah. that's, a, that's a lot of butter though isn't it for yeah well i don't know if it's another one off menu episode that i've listened to but there's someone that said you do 50 50 so 50 percent uh 50 percent potato then 25% milk, 25% butter. Mm. And that's the perfect mash. So you're not, like, 33%, it is going to be good. But the more butter, it's, it is going to be good. I, think, I don't know, I, I don't know, you go up to 50%. Does that make it too watery? Too too loose? Uh, it could do, yeah. yeah. I don't, so I don't like it when you get mash, which is kind of, it's more puree, it's like just really wet. Yeah. And... Yeah, I worry about that if you put too much liquid in. Even sometimes yeah, when you put yeah. a splash of milk in, you're like, "Oh crap, have I put too much in?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty bad when you you've, you've overdone it on the milk. I don't. Know, this is like a side thing. Did we talked about roast potatoes last week, didn't we? Did yeah. we find out who invented roast potatoes? Um. No, but I, I I stand by my argument. Okay. Because I, I did, and I've I've listened I've listened to that episode back as well, and I I think I come across very well. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and and very very um, true. Okay. I, I think yeah. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I didn't know if we'd get a, a similar. Um, argument about mashed potatoes I actually did some research on mashed potatoes I don't know if you want to hear some mashed research yeah. can, can I just say can I just say before you before you tell okay. us if mashed potatoes was invented <laughs> any time after 1980 I will I will I will be really annoyed okay, well if, 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 if you say um, um, Nadia Hussein invented mashed potatoes or, 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 you know, I don't know. Uh, any, any of the modern ones. Any. She's more modern than Jamie Oliver. James Martin. James Martin. If James Martin invented mashed potatoes, I'll okay, be Okay, really well, let annoyed. me tell you. Mashed potatoes were invented okay. by Anthony Wavell Thompson in 1970. No, they were not. No, they were not. In, nin- <laughs> no, they were in not. 1975. No, they were not. No, they were not. <laughs> oh, my God. No, they weren't. <laughs> they were not invented in 19... 19- oh, he said, if it's before 1980, then it's probably true. That's what he just said. <laughs> <sighs> no. No, they, they weren't. They weren't. They were. It's, um, it was 1974. Uh, tell a lie. <laughs> it was definitely Anthony Wawel Thompson. Is that what no, it says? No, it, um... The French 
claim <laughs> they invented mashed potatoes in in 1771. They claim yeah. that, but actually an earlier recipe was found in Hannah Glass's The Art of Cookery book in 1747. Okay, so, I believe that. So there you go. I believe that, and then, so so how can you say that mash was invented in 1774, and then Jamie Oliver invented roast potatoes in 2005? <laughs> we went to school, we went, it was the bashed up roast potatoes, wasn't it? The ones that had been shook around, so they had all the crispy edges... Isn't it? Yeah. Which he invented. <laughs> Remember? Remember he invented him? Yeah. <sighs> anyway, so that's some I can't I can't I can't go into that's it. Some again, mash, that's stressful. some mash history for you there. And uh Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um drink. Um Love Me Good. Have you had one of them before? <laughs> no, but I like the name. good. I don't like those cocktails which have like saucy names like Screaming Orgasm or Sex yeah, on the yeah, Beach yeah. or yeah. you yeah. know yeah. Wank Behind the Off Licence you know, I don't know <laughs> it's, it's like them <laughs> yeah. it's like them trying to be funny, isn't it? Like, oh, I'll have a sec- I'll have sex on the beach ah! Well, yeah, yeah. The, the the only reason anyone would ever order a sex on the beach is to kind of be a bit cheeky and to you know and kind of oh I'm gonna have a sex on the beach you yeah. know just to say the word sex to a stranger. Um, I don't even know what it is. And that's the only reason why that. No, I don't know what it is, and, and and probably it's not very nice. But what someone's done is gone. Oh, do you know what? I'm gonna create a cocktail. I'm just gonna call it. Um, uh, you know. Uh, can I have a can I have a hand job <laughs> and and someone's going oh I'm going to order that because I get to say the word hand job yeah well because like it's, it's like the two ends of the scale because one end you got those or the trying to be cheeky and a bit rude but then you got like cl- like classy sounding ones like a Manhattan or an old fashioned or you know a, a Long Island mm-hmm. spice tea they sound a bit more classy don't they rather than like I'll have a f- finger yeah, yeah. up against the bin. Yeah. You know, that's just oh, it's, what is it? Oh, it's rum and coke. <laughs> so, I don't know why they can't just be named normally. Why they got to do that? Is it a British thing? I feel like it's probably come from you know a, a resort somewhere, yeah. hasn't it? Bloody Magaluf or somewhere. Don't get me to know. Yeah, probably is. You're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I like the sound of the cocktail though. Vermouth, cherry, and rye yeah, whiskey. No. Oh, that yeah, sounds pretty yeah. good. No, that sounds good. That sounds good. I'd, I'd maybe go for that for yeah. sure. But uh, I would just say, can I have a, a, a vermouth cherry liqueur with rye whiskey, yeah. please? I wouldn't say, can I have no. a love me if good? Say, oh, do you mean a love me good? Would you say, oh. no? I mean, would you like? Stand firm in what you're asking for. Yeah, yeah. I'll just I'd read the whole thing out. I'm not going to mess around with a stupid name like that. Pudding, uh, roasted pecans, 
hazelnut mousse uh, in mm. a tart. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. It's Shirley mm. and Tim's. Yeah. Shirley and Tim. Mm-hmm. I reckon Shirley definitely made that. Yeah. Tim just took the credit. Yeah. Reckon? Reckon. Yeah, yeah. Tim just put the pecans maybe. on top. Maybe. I mean, he probably went out and bought them, maybe. But I reckon Shirley. Maybe. That's Shirley's invention. Uh, I think you're living up to gender stereotypes well, that was there, like Dan, in, but that's okay. Was when she was a kid, so it would have been like that now, like back then, wouldn't it? <laughs> okay. Yeah, probably. Well, I think it sounded pretty good, though. But, um, yeah, what do you yeah. reckon? So, that, mm-hmm. um, pecan pie is like a bit like that, isn't it? Probably. Yeah, quite I like, yeah, I think it, it sounds quite light, it sounds quite mm. fresh. Um, all the elements there sound really good. I could definitely mm. go for that. And and roasted pecans, especially when they're like sugar glazed mm. as well. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. Um, so yeah, I, I could definitely go in yeah, for I that. Yeah, it sounds pretty nice. I do like pecan tart, pecan mm-hmm. pie. It's just not like it doesn't yeah. seem like maybe that was like a eighties thing back then or I don't know seventy. Not she's not that old is she? Not seventies, but I feel like that should be more popular. It's bigger in America, isn't it? Peak and pie. And... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, uh, pecans have never really caught on here. I don't think you'll get them in a few things. And you'll get those pastries yeah. that pecan. Um, but I think in America, especially, it's like it is really popular and it is yeah. pretty good as well. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I have to say is, uh, did you look into Bob Champion? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, did you? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Which said Bob Champion went round to her house and he was a jockey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there was a film about him. Okay, and is that? And I looked up. Yeah, there was. Guess who played Bob Champion in the film? I don't know. I don't know. He was a proper, a proper actor, John Hurt. Wow. No less. Wow, yeah. that's really good. So after I read that, I was like quite impressed that she'd had Bob Champion round. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's quite. Uh, if Bob Champion had been to my house, I'd definitely make a, an anecdote of it. So do you think if you have a film made about you, John Hurt will play you? Um, Bob I think Champion? I think that would be difficult. <laughs> Is he dead? Yeah, he's dead, Dan. Is he? Oh no. Shit. Oh. Sorry. That's a sad way to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know he died. Yeah, yeah, he died. Um, um, he uh, died a few years back down. Um, of, I think it was, I think he died of old age. So I'm just got a bit emotional. That's, that's okay, Dan. No, this is a shock for you, and it's really hard. Maybe there's another John Hurt who can play you. If he's not an actor, he might be like an accountant. Yeah, yeah just anyone. Or, the... <laughs> or if I if I could have anyone to play me, I'd probably choose um, Chad, Chadwick Boseman. Yep, yeah. I think that'd be very good. Very progressive. Unless he's died as well. He might have slipped away in the night, I guess. He's dead, Dan. That was the joke. <laughs> Is he? 
Yeah. Is he? Yeah. So one of he's on a film the other day. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a lot to go through here, Dan. Um, films are made in the past, so so let's say. Oh, man. Yeah. I feel they're out of touch. Yeah. I mean, I know how films work, but I didn't know. I didn't know he died. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, that is a real downer to end on. Yeah, because you just had to make a joke, and I thought. Well, I thought it would be yeah. quite a nice way. I was thinking, <laughs> I'll say the word Chad Chadwick Boseman, and then I'll finish the podcast there. I'd play one of the jingles. Okay. I'd play maybe the microwave jingle, and then would would go into <laughs> go, uh, you know something like that. And that was the menu of Ashlingby. But no, instead yeah. it fell really flat, and I had to break the news that he'd also died. Should I do like a sad version of the theme tune? Like they yes, did please. on the end of Neighbours when someone died. <laughs> do you like it? Do you remember that? Like a, a minor key yeah, yeah. piano solo version of the Neighbours theme tune. <laughs> yes. Yes, please. I would okay. like that. Well, I'd like to dedicate this episode to John Hurt. That's nice. That's nice, Dan. That's, that's... And, and Chad as well. Yeah, that's a nice way to round it off. And, and I'll, <laughs> I don't know, I'll have to choose a jingle now to put in. Um... Yeah, here's a jingle. I know a good way to. <laughs> we can't end it like that. <laughs> we need to end on news of someone who's died, which is a happy thing. Okay. So I'll, what we'll do is I'll say the person and then just put the jingle in. Okay, do that then. So do you know who I'm glad who's dead? Yeah. Hitler. Jingle. Q jingle. <laughs> <laughs> So um, Dan, so that was the the uh, the menu of Ashling B. It was. Um, if, it was a fine menu. How would you rate that? Um, I would say um, I would say three and a half stars. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yourself, mm. what would you go for? Um, I mean, I'd probably given that I was a bit confused about the young coconut thing. I think that's taken it down a few yeah. marks. Yeah. Uh, B plus, yeah. B plus. I think you've done B plus the last few. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I did six point five for one. Yeah, you did. You did. To be fair, yeah, that's fine. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, uh, so three and a half B stars. Plus. B plus, and um, and a pretty good menu. Yeah. Who we got next, John? So next week we've got Joel Domit. Oh yeah, that's another um, classic one. Yeah, so uh, so yeah, that'll be nice. That'll be a good menu. That's good friends of James and Ed, so I remember them mm. being quite a lot of banter there. So yeah, that'll be good. It will be good. Dan, are you going to bother to yeah. um, to record a a um, a mournful version of our theme music, or is that not going to happen? No, we don't need to now because we said we were glad Hitler died. Oh yeah, we did, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That lifted everyone's spirits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just remembering yeah, you, that, remembering really, that they were still dead. You turned it around. I was worried. Yeah. For a few so minutes. Back no matter there. what you're going through with all the COVID stuff, and you might be homeschooling, and just remember, Hitler's dead. Yeah. And we'll see you next week for the. <laughs> <laughs> 
We'll see you next week. <laughs> For the off off menu of Joel Domitz. Domitz. Yeah. Okay then. See you okay, later. Okay, bye everyone. Bye, bye John. Bye. 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 bye.